More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, People Pleaser. Are you tired of always worrying about what other people think? We're going to help you stop jumping through hoops and start living a more peaceful, confident life. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, People Pleaser. Do you have a hard time saying no to requests even when you know you should? Do you feel like you're always giving and giving in your relationships, but maybe not getting back what you wish you could? Perhaps you feel guilty setting boundaries, or even have a hard time telling other people what you need. If any of that sounds familiar, you might be suffering from the disease to please. And we want to help you have a healthier life, healthier relationships, and a more peaceful, abundant life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let us help you stop jumping through those hoops and start living a more peaceful, abundant, confident life. Well, you know, the the disease to please, that people-pleasing attitude that so many of us were raised to have, can be destructive not just to us, but to the people in our lives. So I've been working with a lady lately whose children really need her to be able to set some pretty significant boundaries. They're, They're heading in a scary direction. But The people-pleasing part of her keeps overriding her ability to set boundaries and set structures because she's afraid her kids won't like her. You know, what if they get mad at me? What if they don't like that? And she doesn't even realize that it's stopping her from being the godly mom she wants to be. And we're working to try to set that in place because sometimes you need to risk people not being very happy with your boundaries in order to work for that person's good and your own good as well because so many of us know and I've gone through it at times myself where if you are working to please people you want everybody to be happy you want everybody to be comfortable you want everybody to like you but also just be happy you know it's just just everybody should be happy and get along And then they end up taking you for granted. They end up resenting you. They can actually end up belittling you a little bit because you don't really let people know what you need, how to fulfill your needs well, 
and you come off as not as strong as you could be. You're sending a message that's completely the opposite, completely antithetical to the kind of relationship you really want to have with the people in your life. And yet, as Christians, we think this is who we should be. If we just make everybody happy, if we just work for everyone's good and be as charitable as we can be, then we're being like Jesus, and we're representing him well in the world, our minds are telling us. Well, and, and, and we don't understand why it doesn't work. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, superficially it, it has a certain credibility to it, uh, because we are, as Christians, called to be generous, right, and not count the cost. Um, but... The, the problem with people-pleasing isn't the generous part. It's, it's not the, that's not the problem, that we're being too generous. The problem is um, where we don't expect others to be generous in return. So, you know, you gave the example of Jesus, which, of course, we should only be following Jesus' example, that's right? That's the only example but, we really need to be following. But how does that work, right? Jesus gives all of himself to us generously. He doesn't hold anything back, right? Exactly. But in order to benefit from our relationship with Jesus... We have to give all of ourselves back to him. There is that mutual self-giving that occurs in that relationship. And, and, and even if Jesus pours all of himself out for us, if we don't give ourselves back to him, we don't benefit from that grace. Uh, and in, the same, in a similar way, we have, to, we have a right to expect that in all of our relationships, people be, will be as generous as they can. Uh, in, in our relationships with them so that they will be healthy. And the theology of the body speaks to that. We'll talk to that in just a minute. So the problem with people-pleasing is not the generous part. It's the, the struggle to set appropriate boundaries and have healthy expectations for what healthy relationships should look like. So we're asking you today, you know, do you struggle with saying no to requests even when you know that you should? You know, maybe there's a particular request that somebody's kind of pressuring you to say yes to, and you're not sure whether you should say no, how to say no, what that would look like. Um, it, maybe you feel like you're always giving and giving in your relationships, but not getting back. And perhaps there's a particular person that's coming to mind where you do feel like that. You know, you want to be generous, you, you want to give to them, but when it comes time for, the, for you getting some support or you getting the help that you need, they're not showing up for you. And you're not sure how to handle that relationship. Maybe you feel guilty setting boundaries with somebody who's been hurtful to you. And, you know, you, you, again, you want to be generous. You want to be compassionate, understanding. You, wanna, you don't want to jump all over them every time they have do something wrong. But it's getting to be a habit where you're feeling taken advantage of or run down, and you're not sure what to do. Uh, or, or maybe... It's just a matter of you struggling to, 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 to tell people what your needs are at all. <laughs> I mean, because, you don't even know what they are because right? you don't ever think about them. You're too you busy you're thinking to? about everybody else. Or perhaps it's one particular person. You know, you're fine in the rest of your life until your dad calls or your mom asks for something or your older sister who's so perfect says that thing. And then suddenly you're, you know, doing cartwheels trying to make sure that you look better than that person or you're meeting their standards or their needs. It can really be depleting. Well, you know, Lisa, you were talking about a conversation you were having with one of our subscribers to Catholic mm -hmm. Home uh, who was struggling to set uh, boundaries with her, her, her kids. Um, we just got uh, wonderful feedback from a, another member of, of Catholic Home today uh, about the marriage retreat. And, you know, in this people-pleasing thing, uh, from other conversations I've had with her, you know, she was sharing in the past that, um, 
you know, she's been afraid to ask her husband to pray with her. Um, that she's tried in the past and, and that, you know, that, that it hasn't necessarily gone so well. Uh, and so she just gave it up. She, she stopped you know, trying to raise the issue. And, um, you know, what, what, when we were, we were kind of talking with her about how to get over that, that fear of, her, of risking her husband's displeasure to kind of push the issue. And we finally got her to the place where she was agreeing to do our online marriage retreat that we have on CatholicHome.com, CatholicHOM.com. And this morning, she just shared with us this just beautiful reflection. Um, I just want to see if I can find it here really quickly. Yeah. She says, my husband and I have been going through the marriage retreat on CatholicHOM.com, and we just finished episode number three. And I wanted to say thank you. We've been praying the morning offering for years, but we've been struggle- I've been struggling to get my husband to go beyond just saying words. Seeing and listening to how you both pray together was really helpful to him. Hearing him pray for me and our family in his own words have been so beautiful. He was in a hurry to get to work today, but he stopped and we prayed for each other. And it didn't take long, but it was so meaningful and so beautiful. I'm so grateful for your encouragement. You know, the fact that she has been settling because she desperately wanted to have a deeper spiritual connection to her husband. But she was afraid of displeasing him. She was so afraid to displease him. And she was like, well, this is as far as I can go. He's doing the morning offering with me. And we get in our own heads. I don't deserve more than this. Who, why would I ask for more when he's doing this much and other husbands won't even do that? Everybody knows those messages we put in our own heads. When we end up settling for less than we need, which is actually a prompting of the Holy Spirit. And we don't think of our needs as a prompting of the Holy Spirit, but if they are good and we are working to rightly order them, it's the Spirit trying to work in our lives. And we should be listening to that. And she listened to that, and she pressed him into, hey, let's do this marriage retreat. And these are the results. God wants to work in your life or the life of somebody in your life where you're saying, oh, they're describing this person, and I don't know what to do to keep them from being like this. I see they're destroying themselves or wrecking a relationship because they're such a people pleaser. How can I help them? We're here for that as well. Give us a call today, 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years that spoke to creation, salvation history, and the scriptures and showed how those things reveal God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. Now, people pleasers are often confused about what it means to be authentically generous, as we were talking about. Now, the theology of the body certainly affirms that we were created to be generous to each other, to use everything we have to work for each other's good. But there are actually two qualifiers. First, the theology of the body reminds us that truly godly, holy relationships are mutually self-giving. In other words, all the people in the relationship are called to work for each other's good. Human beings are made in the image and likeness of God. 
St. Bonaventure said that the relationship between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is like a three-bucket water wheel. Each bucket is constantly pouring itself out for the others, but never running dry because it's being immediately filled up by the other buckets. Being made in God's image, healthy human relationships are supposed to be like this divine relationship. God doesn't want anyone to feel obliged to take care of others, but never feel taken care of. It violates how we were created to thrive and defaces the icon of the Trinity that our relationships are meant to be. Well, secondly, the, the theology of the body also reminds us of the importance of choosing to work from love instead of working for love. You know, people-pleasing, more often than not, isn't true generosity because it's motivated by the impulse to work for love rather than from it. You know, when we work for love, we give not so much as a true expression of love in a healthy relationship, but because it's, we feel like it's the price we have to pay to get someone to love us back. But when we work from love, we're able to give freely, confident in our dignity as children of God, and our right to be loved freely, totally, faithfully, and fruitfully. You know, People-pleasers tend to get stuck in the trap of working for love, but God wants so much more for his children than that. The healthier and godlier our relationships become, the more we're able to generously and authentically work from, from love rather than feeling stuck working for love. Does any of this ring true for you? Well, give us a call. We're talking about people-pleasing today on More to Life. The number is 877-573-7825. If you're not sure this describes you, are you feeling used up? Are you feeling like nobody is really there for you, that you're being taken for granted? Well, then this show is probably for you. Give us a call on More to Life today at 877 573 7825. That's 877 573 7825. And tell us, uh, are you having a hard time saying no to requests, even when you know you should? Or maybe you feel like you're always giving in those relationships but not getting back? Or you feel guilty setting boundaries or having a hard time telling other people what your needs are? Let us help you find the words that you need to communicate those needs and have healthier, holier relationships by overcoming that disease to please. 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, Father and, and the, the Son, and the and Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence today, and we thank you for the call to be generous to others. And we thank you for the gifts that you've given us, and the heart that you've given us to serve, and to be generous with all the gifts we've been given. We ask you to help us to be as fully and authentically generous as we're called to be. But we also ask you, Lord, to help us know how to build relationships that are mutually self-giving, as your servant St. John Paul reminded us. Help us to know how to communicate our needs, how to appropriately expect others to respond to those needs, how to know when to say no and how to say it gracefully, how to be in relationships that really reflect the love that exists at, at the heart of, of your Trinity. We ask all of this so that we can bear witness to your love in the world, a love that is life-giving, that is free, faithful, total, and fruitful, a love that is truly soul-satisfying because we are giving as much as we are receiving from all of our relationships. 
through your grace. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name and of the, the Father, Father, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. And Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled People Pleaser as we talk about those times when we really worry too much about what other people think, struggle with saying no, even when we think we probably should, aren't sure how to communicate our needs uh, or get back in our relationships what we're giving to others and feel a little taken advantage of. How do we handle that as Christians? How do we be generous to others without being a doormat? 877-573-7825. Again, that number, 877 877- Five seven three, seventy eight twenty five. Let's talk now with Rick, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Florida. Hi, Rick. Welcome to More to Life. Hello, my name is Rick. I'm uh, struggling with the situation where I enjoy giving and I enjoy receiving, and a lot of people have helped me, and I've helped a lot of people. But I'm just trying to get to the point to where I'm, tr- I'm looking for the happy medium of learning how to say no. So, well, when, and, it, and just to be clear, you, you asked our screener, you said something, how do you know if you're taking advantage of people's forgiveness? Uh, what did you mean by that? Well, sometimes I feel like I'm having to give for love. Okay, instead and well, giving, you, instead of giving out of love. Mm-hmm. Do you have an example, maybe? Well, I've had a, I've had a lot of people help me, and a lot of people. You still there? They've helped me, and I've helped them. It's kind of a yeah. You scratch my back, I scratch your back, kind of thing. Uh huh. Well, all right. So, so you know. You know, and that's. And I'm glad you're asking this because you know we're not talking about having tit for tat relationships, right? We're not talking about having relationships where you keep score, right? And that's that's an important uh, distinction that we need to make between this idea of being in a mutually self-giving relationship versus a a relationship where we're keeping score. You know, in relationships where people keep score, it's like, well, I'll do this for you if you do that for me. I know that you're not saying you do that, but that's basically your question: is you know how how do we avoid that temptation to just sort of you know. To, Keep a keep a checklist of who's done what, you know. Our, our the the goal here is to be generous, you know, without thinking about the score, right? But also being in relationships with people who are able to be as generous back, because it it's because it when we when we when we're in a relationship where we're just giving and giving and giving, and somebody else is just taking and taking and taking, that's actually disabling that other person, because our gift of love to other, our generosity to others should help them be more loving back. Right, because when we love somebody, it should work for their ultimate good, and and to work for somebody's ultimate good means to facilitate their ability to love as well. So my example of generosity, if I'm in a healthy relationship, should inspire the other person to be generous as well, and we're encouraging each other to be fully loving to each other. But if I'm in a relationship where I'm always giving and giving, and the other person's never giving anything back or not not giving as what they're able to give back in return, then that's in a relationship that's codependent, where I'm I'm enabling that person and not being a loving person, which becomes unhealthy. 
Now, the other example, if I'm keeping score in a relationship, neither of us is being loving. In those, and that's, it's just a transactional relationship where you do this one thing and then I pay you for it by being generous in this other way. And then it's, you know, and then we're just kind of keeping the balance sheet. And so that's, that, those are very important distinctions to make. And I'm glad you raised that question, Rick. So, you know, it, it, the way to, you know, ad- address your, pra- the practical aspect of this is to be as generous as you, you can be to others. But as you, but watch how they respond. And if you find that you are in relationships with people who are not giving back as much as you're able to give to them, or at least as much as they're able to give back, um, then you need to start setting some boundaries. Because whether that means talking to them about it or even pulling back a little bit, not because you're not getting, but because your gift to them is preventing them from being the loving person that they're meant to be. We'll keep talking about this throughout the program, and I hope it'll become a little bit clearer to folks, but it's an important distinction to make, and I thank you for the opportunity to clarify that. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll be continuing to take your calls about people-pleasing and the challenges to saying no to requests or getting our needs met in relationships or just setting boundaries, overcoming the disease to please, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. He was a doctor of the church, a Carmelite, and one of the most famous mystics of all time. Matthew Bunsen and the doctors of the church. St. John of the Cross wanted to help all Christians to become saints. One of his most important teachings was to encourage us all to learn how to love. For there is no love, he said, put love, and you will find love. He died in 1591. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into the suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we're talking to you today about the disease to please on our show titled People Pleaser. Do you have a hard time knowing when to say no or even how or whether you should? Uh, Maybe you're always giving and giving in your relationships, but you feel like you're not getting back. Perhaps you feel guilty setting boundaries or having a hard time telling other people that what you need. 
Well, if so, maybe you suffer from the disease to please. We want to help you have healthier relationships and a more peaceful, confident life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Joe, who's listening to EWTN Radio in South Carolina. Hi, Joe. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? I appreciate you taking my call. Um, I have a question. I have a wife that is not doing well uh, health-wise, and I feel bad um, because I still do the Knights of Columbus, and I do a prison ministry, and I sort of feel guilty. And I I need to know I am a people pleaser, and I need to know... uh, what if y'all could help me possibly yeah, sure can so now this is actually this is actually a conversation we're having on catholichom.com this week in fact um because a lot of times we think that the only ministries that count are the ministries we do outside of our home um and the reality is the most important ministry that we can do if we are married and, and, and especially if we have children is to build a strong marriage and family life and to be present to our spouse who we have a sacramental connection with as opposed to anybody else that you know, we have an important con- relationship with through Christ but it's not, it's not the same sacramental relationship. Well, I want to hit that because it's not just a sacramental relationship. You are living the sacrament of matrimony with somebody. We too often think that the sacrament just happened at the altar. It's what we live out day in and day out with our spouse. We're creating that sacrament with everything we do. So all the outside ministries are lovely charitable things to do, but they do not have the sacramental nature that we have with our spouse and the family we've created with them. Broadly speaking, ministry is any activity that shares God's love with another person. And, you know, you, and look, you have a beautiful heart, Joe, so I'm not picking on you here, okay? But, but, but you leaving your wife to go attend to other people is not communicating God's love to her. You see what I'm saying? So, so the first thing you need to do, the first thing anybody needs to do is really ask themselves, how much time does it take for me in, in the course of a week for me to appropriately attend to the needs of my spouse and children? That is the most important ministry you can do. All right? And you, you give those people the, the, the primary claim to your time. If you have anything left over, that's what you give to the parish or to your community. And that's not selfish. That is your vocation. The vocation to serve your wife and children has to come first, right? So you, 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 you kind of look at how much time does it take me every day to really attend to my, my wife's health and her needs? And, the, and based on that, you can know whether you can say yes or no to other ministries, right? And that's what you base it on. Not so much whether the other person asks you to do it and how disappointed they'll be if you say no, but how much time do you have once you've attended to the primary ministry God has given you through the vocation of your marriage to attend to your wife's needs first. And that's the most important thing to look at. We'll continue unpacking this as we go throughout the program, Joe. So I hope that you'll stay tuned and keep listening as we give you more advice on how to overcome the disease to please on More to Life, 877-573-7825. Father Benedict Groeschel. I want to welcome you, if you're not familiar, with the wonderful world of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What will America become if it makes it impossible for the Holy Spirit to work here because of untruth and self-indulgence and paganism? This is not just a nice discussion. 
of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because I'm going to discuss what happens when people make it impossible to be prudent, just, or honest, or brave, or courageous, or reverent. When people make that impossible, what a terrible thing they do not only to themselves, but to our society. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. What if you moved more? Could this change the course of disease? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Dr. James Hicks of the University of California says that exercise not only helps prevent disease, but it can actually alter disease trajectories. If you are able to move in some way, you can move more. Even seated, just move your arms and legs more. That's adding cardio to your life. If you add lifting a few weights or using bands, this can help. I said help prevent major diseases. Don't forget counting gardening, walking a big box store, bike riding, and even dancing. We are encouraged to add 7,500 steps a day to our life. One day last month, I fertilized the lawn, weeded the garden while listening to great Catholic content, and walked the dogs twice. I got almost 10,000 steps in before 3 p.m. If I can do it, so can you. For more, look for our Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. When children get to about age 10, they're much less naturally inclined to do something because their mom and dad said so. This isn't defiance. It represents the fact that their brains have developed to the point that they need to understand why they're doing something. Not because they want to challenge your authority, but because they have a God-given need to learn how to apply the lessons you're trying to teach them when you aren't there to tell them what to do. Kids raised with punishment-oriented strategies tend not to learn to think for themselves. They're effectively taught to follow the lead of the most commanding presence in the room. That might be okay when we're in the room with them, but when we're not, it sets our kids up to follow other leaders who have anything but their best interests in mind. How can you raise kids who know how to choose to do the right thing even when you're not around to make it happen? Check out Parenting Your Kids with Grace or visit CatholicHOM.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today we're talking about the disease to please on our show titled People Pleaser. You know, look, it's good to be generous to other people. It, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's our call as Christians. We want to be generous. And, it's, and it, it even feels good to serve others. But sometimes it can get us in trouble. Because, you know, any virtue that's not balanced can become a vice, right? And sometimes that desire or call to be generous to others puts us in a position of not knowing how to say no, even when we should. Sometimes it puts us in unhealthy relationships where we're giving and giving and not getting anything back. Uh, sometimes we end up feeling guilty, even setting healthy boundaries with people who are hurtful or behaving in unhealthy ways, or we have a hard time telling other people what we need. And none of those things are good or godly. So if you identify with any of that, you might be struggling with the disease to please. We want to help you have healthier relationships and a more peaceful, abundant life. Give us a call. The number is 877 573 7825. 
Again, that's 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Angie, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Iowa. Hi, Angie. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, I struggle with that with primarily, I think, the need to please with my husband. I think I started it to... Um, in the beginning, just trying to be, I don't know, helpful and do whatever and take care of everything. And now I've gotten to the point where it's the expectation that I take care of everything. And um, I don't know how to turn that around. And maybe it's not possible to turn it around. And I try to discuss it with my husband so give me an example. Um, Let's do that. Give me an example of, of something that you've tried to talk to him about and, and, and walk me through, walk us through kind of what his response was. Um, anything to uh, taking care of the kids at times. Um, if it's going to damper in something else that he wants to do, then he will give me the response that, well, I don't know. You're the one that signed him up for all this stuff. I didn't sign him up for it. You need to take care of it. Um, if I try to get him to help me do any kind of housework, because it takes time. Everything takes time. And he's like, and he comes back with this response, well, well, I don't do that. I don't know why it takes you so long. It's not that hard. Um <laughs> So let me ask you this: Will, will if you if you have you ever been able to get him to do something, you know, to, to help you out, um, e- even when he he kind of grumbled about it, but he did it, uh, or does he? Are you completely unable to get him to even do it in a, in a grumbling sort of way? Um, if, to get him to do something for me usually comes with a price of if I if, if I do this for you, then you need to do that for me. There's always something, so it makes me feel like I, if I want something done, either I have to figure out how to do it myself, because there's a lot of times there's things that I don't know how to do, or I have to ask someone else. I can't ask him. Okay. I mean, that's the way it feels. Yeah, no, no, I get you. It's not worth me trying to, having to then do something else for him in order to account for him, you know, him doing something for me. There's like so, a price tag on it. So yeah, no, I, I get, like I I get it. To ask someone else. So let me just ask you one other question here. Um, spiritually speaking, wh- wh- where are you guys? I mean, is is he, would, would you consider to, would he consider himself to be a faithful Catholic, um, or does he not so much care about the spiritual life? You know, just where, where are you guys at on that on that end? Um, I believe he feels he's a faithful Catholic. He. Um, Do you guys pray together? We don't pray together. He doesn't. Um, Come to church with me and the kids. He does not, you he say? He feels that it's not. He does okay, so, not know. All right, so, so he's not. Necessary. So he's not. All right, so he's not a faithful Catholic. Is is what, 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 what we need to? Okay, I needed to know that because I wanted to know what kind of what kind of leverage we actually have to work with here. So what you're describing um, is a very selfish husband. Um, you know, be, and I you know I, I don't I don't say that lightly. Uh, you know, I, because when when. He, there are lots of times when Lisa will ask me to do something that I don't want to do. Right? Well, vice versa. Uh, sure. And, you know, maybe I'll even grumble about doing it. But I respect her, right? And because I respect her, 
Um, I, I see that she has needs and that even if I don't necessarily agree with those needs or, or don't see the value in what she's asking, I love her. Or they're her. badly timed or whatever yeah. that is. Right. I love her. And so it's worth um, trying to make this you know, trying to make myself available to, to address that thing. What you're describing is somebody who believes, uh, a man that believes that you're there to serve him. He set himself up as the part-time pagan deity in your household. And you're just an object to get stuff done. Uh, and even with the, the spiritually speaking, right, he doesn't believe he has to go to church. Why? Because he's the God in his own life, and, <laughs> you're all, and you it's all exist to worship him. That's true. That, that, that's where he's at. He is the God in your household, and you and your children are there to worship him. Uh, and that's ultimately the, 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 the kind of relationship that you've got. And in the long run, he may resent any time you go to church or try to raise your children as Catholic because it's undermining his deityship. You know, so he might actively start undermining your children's relationship with God and the church. Right, and, and very much like that kind of pagan deity thing, you know, like anybody else who is committing idolatry, you know, you go to the God of the household and you ask for the favor and it's, it will, if you will give me this token, then I will mm -hmm. shine my blessings upon on you, a lowly person. I mean, I, you know, you might think I'm stretching this, but, but, but really reflect on it because you know what I'm saying is absolutely true. He set himself up as a, as a pagan deity in your household and expects you and your children to worship him. Um, so there, we've got a deep spiritual problem in this relationship and a deeper spirit, a psychological problem in terms of respect. So the question is, Angie, what do you got to do about it? You're going to have to learn to set some really strong boundaries with this man uh, in order to call him to be the godly man that he's called to be and for you to be able to prophetic godly woman that you're called to be. Now, let me underline this. He is called to be a godly man. He was created in the image and likeness of God. It is his calling. So I want you to get that in your head, even if you have to write it down, because if not, you're going to be saying, maybe I'm asking for too much. Maybe this is too hard. Maybe if I just did it myself, it would be easier because that's what he wants you to think. But that wouldn't be working for his good and helping him become who he was truly created to be by God. So setting those limits and working for his good is actually serving God and the purpose he's put you in life for rather than serving your husband. And it's that not, might give you the energy to be able to do it. And it's not really that you even have a, a right to ask for your needs to be met in this relationship. You have an obligation to pull this idol down. Amen. Right uh, now, how do you learn to do that? I, I think you're going to have to learn to get some get some professional support um, in knowing how to set appropriate boundaries in this relationship, so that your so that you can start teaching your husband how to be a healthy and godly man. Uh, and and you know because it's it's more than we can get into on the call. But I, what I wanted to do is really just sort of shock you into realizing the, the deep spiritual sickness that's affecting your relationship and the psychological wound of the lack of respect that's in your relationship as well, and to, to challenge you to stop settling for that and to get the help that you need. Now, he's not going to want to go to marriage counseling. Why? Because, well, the marriage works for him. Really, really well. Right? Um, so, so why would he join you in trying to change this? So it's going to have to be you going to a marriage-friendly counselor or a pastoral counselor who can work with you to help you live a more authentically Catholic vision of marriage, uh, starting on your own and learning how to set appropriate boundaries that, 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 that respect the, the, the integrity of the marriage, but challenge him in ways that he's not used to being challenged by you. Uh, and that's going to, it's going to cause some conflict. Um, but a good, you know, a good, good pastoral counselor can help you work through that conflict and get to the point where he sees you as a woman of God who deserves to be respected instead of just a subject that he can ignore. 
right? Uh, a, a supplicant that he can choose to whether share his fa- you know, share his favors with or not. Uh, and I really encourage you to either seek good local marriage friendly counseling for yourself or reach out to us at the Pastoral Solutions Institute to learn more about how we can support you in learning how to transform this relationship into a healthy, godly marriage. Because what you've got is anything but right now. Now, Andrew, let's take a minute to talk to you and all the other listeners who are saying, that seems like a lot of work. Why bother? Just walk away. No. On top of the fact that you were created to help this man become everything he's supposed to be as a man of God, and you are supposed to do the work to become the woman of God that you are created to be, and that means getting the respect and the partnership that you deserve. If you just walked away from this, there are two important things to remember if you feel tempted to do that, and I do use the word tempted intentionally. Number one, you have to live with this guy the rest of your life whether you're under the same roof or not, because he's the father of your children. So you're going to keep doing this dynamic, even if you chose not to live under the same roof, and it would just be harder. Number two is that if you left this relationship because this seemed too hard, you'll repeat all the same mistakes if you get into another relationship along the way. And I'm saying that not just to you, Angie. I'm not saying you were thinking about leaving. But there are a lot of people right now who are listening to this, see themselves in it, heard our response and said, oh, that's too hard. I'm just out of here. It doesn't work to just get out because you just either continue the same relationship in a dynamic that you have no power in anymore or you end up just repeating the same mistakes and never getting the respect needs and the love needs that you have met. This can be done, Angie. This, this, this dynamic was not built in a day, but it can be changed little by little with good skills and good and support. And it's going to come from healing the, the wounds that you brought into the relationship where you didn't know how to expect a partner. Right. You, you, you were raised to, to, to believe that it was just your job to give and give and give and give without getting anything back. And so by working with a good uh, either marriage-friendly therapist in your area or somebody from our pastoral counseling team who can really help you have a clearer sense of what it means to be that woman of God in, in, in a healthy, godly relationship, um, you're going to be able to set better boundaries, have clearer expectations, and really help him learn how to be the man that God is calling him to be in all of this. Angie, I, I know this is a lot, but we'd be happy to walk with you and support you through this. This is something we do all the time with lots and lots of other couples just like you guys. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about what we do, come on over to catholiccounselors.com and check out our resources. Uh, I, I know that we can, we can walk with you through this. All right, we've got to go to break, but as we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. I am... I'm going to start this again. I want to get it in the right order. <laughs> I am now currying favor. No, 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 excuse me. Am, am I, I now? <laughs> I, I just kept looking at him saying, that's wrong. I apologize. Thank you. Am I now currying favor with men or with God? Or am I seeking to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I could not be a servant of Christ. I think this is the perfect scripture after Angie's call. Yeah, St. Saint, Saint Paul is, is really calling us out here you know he's saying you know who, who are you trying to please you know are you trying to please men or god um and he says you know if i were still trying to please people i could not be a servant of christ you know because when we're worried about other people's reactions when we're worried about people getting upset with us when we're worried about letting people down when we're worried about well anything except what god is calling us to do then we end up 
betraying the call that God has placed on our hearts to be strong, prophetic sons and daughters of, of God. Well, we end up creating other people into idols, even if they're not asking us to. But we start pleasing them so much or wanting to please them so much that suddenly they are an idol in our life and we take our eyes off of what God wants us to be doing in our life and who he's created us to be. So we need to take that moment and assess that. Are we pleasing this person in a way that is pleasing to God? It's not that we don't please other people ever. If, if you're in a rightly ordered relationship and you're working to please that person, you're working for that person's good because God is asking you to live that relationship and it's blessing everyone involved, good to go. But if that person's demeanor, acceptance, not ruffling their feathers, not causing any stress, starts to become more important than your relationship with God and pleasing God, then it's time to step back and say, oh, wait a minute, what do I have to change here because I'm getting off course? Today's show is titled People Pleaser as we talk about the disease to please. Do you have a hard time saying no to requests even when you think you should? And maybe you're not even sure how to do it. Maybe you feel like you're always giving and giving in your relationships, but you're not getting back what you ought to, and you're not sure what to do about that. Perhaps you feel guilty setting boundaries with people who have hurt you, or you have a hard time telling other people what you need, and you're not sure where to start. Well, whether you do that in general or in one relationship in particular, you might be suffering to one degree or another from the disease to please, and we want to help you have healthier godlier relationships and lead a more peaceful, confident, abundant life. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let us help you be authentically generous and stop serving for love instead of from love. 877-573- 7825. More to Life will continue with your calls coming up right after the break. EWTN has its own official YouTube channel with tens of thousands of videos covering just about every conceivable topic of interest to Catholics. And best of all, it's free. Every day, EWTN adds new TV shows, live events, devotionals, homilies, and specials to its YouTube channel. Visit the EWTN YouTube channel today. EWTN the Global Catholic Network. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton some of our children tell you this two of them got perfect act scores in verbal and overall the seton students scored more than a hundred points above average on the sat over 30 percent higher on english and reading on the act it's a rigorous program you want to give the very best to your kids trust me on this one go with seton it is a beautifully rigorous academic program Go to seatonhome.org. 
That is seatonhome.org. This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. Your search for affordable health care stops here. Since 2014, CMF Curo has provided Catholics with affordable health care sharing that goes beyond insurance. With programs that cost less than many COBRA and ACA-sponsored plans, CMF Curo is the Catholic health sharing experience that enables you to live fully alive while saving money. Call 1-833-GET-CURO to find affordable Catholic health care now. That's 1-833-GET-CURO. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at more to life with Dr. Greg and Lisa and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. To more to life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is on the disease to please. It's titled People Pleaser. And we're talking about those tendencies we all have to be worried about saying no or letting people down, even even when we need to. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Marie, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Marie. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Um, good morning. I uh, love your show. Um, I was meant to hear this this morning. I'm fixing to go to work, and um, I'm just overwhelmed. I've been praying about it. Um, I'm not one to speak up, and you ask for help, but it seems like um, they just keep giving me more and more and more and more duties, and when people see that it's done, nobody's going to help you, and you'll ask for help. But then they'll give you something else to do, and it, and mm-hmm. I am one of these. I am one of these people that no matter what you do in life, you give it a hundred percent. God's watching you at work. Um, I'm never on my phone, and uh, it seems this generation too is on their phone more. And uh, I don't want to be combative or sound like a whiner, but uh, it's just a lot of stress. uh, It is. It's a lot of stress. And and there is teasing out that line between you feeling good about your work and knowing you're doing your best, right? Because you are a competent, godly woman and you want to do that great job. And then, especially now, this is becoming a problem that you can actually see written about and, and spoken about all over social media, where if you do a good job, Instead of rewarding you with more money or praise or time off, they give you more to do. And so really being able to figure out how to set those limits is more important right now than ever before. Marie, let me ask you a question about the culture of the workplace. Um, do you do other do you other employees, are they able to say no? And what happens if they do? Um, how can I say this? I think we just have a boss that... No matter, um, as long as the job gets done, you're just a number. Um, I, that sounds awful, but um, that's a lot of pla- it's a lot of workplaces, job- unfortunately. So, 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 yeah, but let me ask the- you this: If you didn't get it done, like what would happen? Uh-huh. Well, you'd have to stay longer and get the job done, and uh, but they do constantly stress no overtime. Uh, you know, clock in, clock out when you're you're scheduled to work, but it's. It's just, um, yeah, I don't want to 
say anything or be rude, but it's. Um, well, I mean, you're not. I mean, it's it's not rude to, to to say you know to say look you know I here's what I can accomplish and here's what I can't you know I I want to be able to do it. I think the way to do it is to say look I want to be able to do a good job with this, but based on the other responsibilities that you've given me, I don't see how I could get this done in the time frame or to the quality that 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 I would like to get it done by. Could you please see if there was somebody else who could handle this? That's really the only option you've got. I mean, workplaces are tough, right? Because based on, that's why I was asking about the workplace culture. You know, there are some places where, you know, other people are saying no and then it just gets dumped on you because you're the only one who doesn't. And then there are some places where you're not allowed to say no. And it sort of sounds like that's kind of where you work, you know, that, that, that some people, you know, they don't get things done, but they don't necessarily, they're not allowed to say no to it. What I would suggest instead of saying no is to say, look, I want to be able to do a good job with this. And based on the other responsibilities that you've given me, I'm not sure that I could get it done in the time that you would want it to be done in or to the quality that you'd like it to be done by. And if that's okay with you, I'm happy to take it on. Yeah. But but otherwise, I, would, I, I think it would be best if you could find somebody else to take a look at this. You can definitely say, I can do it to the quality that you want in this amount of time and give yourself a real structure and let them know you're capable of doing this job and doing it darn well in the amount of time you say you can do it in or you can do it more haphazardly and just get it out in the time they want what do they want and that's not complaining and that's not being you know whining or anything being that's practical, being, being honest actually. right you know you're we one of the things the theology of the body reminds us of that 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 is, is it shouldn't be shocking but it is is that we have bodies and I'm going to let that sit there for a second because you're all thinking I'm an idiot because well yeah of course we have bodies but we don't act like it do we we act like we're spirits who have eternal amounts of energy, boundless. You know, we don't have limits. We don't have. We have bodies. But we don't have physical limits. Well, that's that's ridiculous. We all have physical limits because we have bodies, and the theology of the body reminds us that we need to respect that. God gave us bodies, and He asks us to listen to God speaking to us through our bodies. And when we're starting to feel stressed and overwhelmed and frustrated or upset or unhealthy, that's that's the Holy Spirit saying to us, "Hey." I need you to take a break. I need you to pace yourself. I need you to respect the design that I've built into you uh, to, to approach this job differently, right? And so, you know, the question is, do we, do we then listen to our boss or do we listen to God speaking to us through our body? Uh, and, and, you know, there's, 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 some, there's some give and take with that. But, but, but really, at the end of the day, we have to listen to what God's saying to us through our body. And, and if you can't do the job, without jeopardizing your well-being, then you need to be honest about that. And that includes your mental health as well. That's part of the body that God gave you. The, the interesting thing is we expect that our bosses will just intuit what we can and can't do and intuit that they're asking too much from us. But unless we actually go in and say, I can do this job really well in this amount of time, they're not going to yeah. know. So, so don't say no, but just say, I don't, I'm not sure that I could get this done in the time that you would want me to, to or to the quality that you'd like me to do it. I can get it done, but not, not, the, not in the time frame or the, uh, to the level that you'd like it to be done uh, because of the other responsibilities you've already given me. So if there is somebody else who would be able to take this on, I would suggest bringing it to them first. Let's see what happens, Marie. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here on the program. And that's all the time we've got for today's show. If you'd like to learn more about how to overcome that disease, to please come on over to CatholicCounselors.com to learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor 
to help you have a more faithful and abundant marriage, family, or personal life through God's grace. Again, that's CatholicCounselors.com. And get out there and celebrate the life God has in store for you. Because with God's grace, there is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.